Reiner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. And Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Present Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host on today's episode I'm visiting with Dukes of Hazard star Sonny Schroyer. Welcome to Southeast. Welcome to Southeast Iowa today. I'm John Bain, and I've got a special guest with me today. You are going to know this gentleman from incredible uh, movie and television shows: Smokey and the Bandit, The Dukes of Hazard, Enos, The Longest Yard, Forrest Gump. Have I given you enough clues? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Southeast Iowa today, Mr. Sonny Schroyer. Sonny, welcome. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I am doing great. It's so great to hear your voice, sir. How's the weather up in Iowa? Oh, uh, we had a little bit of snow here uh, on Saturday night into Sunday. When gave it, it's really pretty right now, and temperatures are right around uh, 32 to 33 degrees. So. All the oh, wow. Pa- I got my coat on. You can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All the pavement's clear, though, so we can come and go as we need to. So that's really good. How is uh, You got your coat on just so you can hear the chilly weather in Iowa. How's things in Georgia? Well, it's been it's been kind of stormy, to tell you the truth. And uh, But today the sun is out, and uh, God is good. He sure is. He sure is. Well, Sonny, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to have this conversation with you and to share it with our Southeast Iowa Today listeners. Uh, I am so fortunate and blessed to to be able to call you a friend and to have you to be a part of my life. It's just, it's an incredible blessing. Oh, man. Yeah, same here, buddy. I I appreciate you and Andrea. God bless you. Thank you, and, and and Paula, your your wife is just such a wonderful lady, and uh, so this is really fun for me. Uh, I mentioned some of the sh- the movies and programs that you've been in, and and I'd like to talk about those in a little bit. But can you kind of give our listeners of Southeast Iowa today a little bit of how you got started in the business of show business? You know. <laughs> Everybody's well. Anyway, it's kind. Of, it's a crazy thing that started when I was six years old. Really, uh, actually, when I was five, four or five years old, because of Gene Autry and Roy Rogers, and uh, and it's a shame that uh, a lot of kids don't know Gene Autry and Roy Rogers like I knew, because uh, I was about. I was about two blocks away from the Dosta Theater here in uh, in uh, South Georgia, and uh, I t- my mom was a waitress at the Dan Lashley Hotel, and uh, she uh, she would take me down to to see the movie, and you could go to the movies when you was five or six years old and not worry about things, at least, uh, you know. Anyway, I would see I would see Roy Rogers and Gene Autry and come back home uh, um, two blocks away and and play cowboys and indians with uh, my buddies charles jackson and and james lismore and uh and by the way james was a 
a good friend of mine, and they were across the street. Anyway, that's how I grew, grew up, in, and I thought I wanted to be a cowboy, and uh, then I wanted to be Tarzan with Johnny Weissmiller, which is uh, uh, my favorite Tarzan. And uh, Anyway, <laughs> I kind of grew up in the movies, you know what I mean, in my imagination. And uh, Anyway, then uh, then my mama introduced me to uh, elocution lessons in the first grade, and I uh, I took elocution lessons, and that's where you stand in and recite poems. And uh, then, when I was seven years old, uh, she enrolled me in dancing lessons, and from Miss Wilcox, and uh, I'm sorry, Miss uh, Miss Yeomans. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I took dancing and uh, elocution lessons, and. Uh, well, oh, art lessons from Mrs. White and uh, piano lessons. Every good boy does find old cows eat grass, but I just couldn't put the the piano. I didn't last but six months on that. But elocution lessons, I lasted a few years, and uh, then I gave that up when I got in the fifth, sixth grade. I wanted to play football and baseball with my buddies. Yeah. But that was kind of a a good a good training. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, but and then I gave that up for football and uh, baseball and just good old good old boy things, you know. And then when I graduated from the University of Georgia, it took me five years to some schools and and uh, three universities to get out of college. But I sent my way through school uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Football scholarship, one year at Florida State, and two years in the summer school at Valdosta State, and then the University of Georgia. But anyway, that was a long time. But what I'm saying about this was when I graduated from Georgia and uh, living with George Hurst. <laughs> hey, Bubba, I love you. If you listen to this, I appreciate it. And uh, and and Baker, uh, you know, they were my roommates in Atlanta, Georgia, and Frank Garner and his wife were living beneath. Uh, we were upstairs, and they were downstairs. And uh, he asked me one day to be a football player, and and he was a photographer. And he said, "We're going to put it on the back of George Georgia Tech football program every Thanksgiving here." And Atlanta, Georgia, and I said, well, I don't know nothing about that, Frank. He says, you you can drink a Coca-Cola, and they're going to call it halftime strategy. And huh. uh, he said, it'd be on the back of the George, George Tech football program, and you'll enjoy it. And it won't take but an hour and a half, and I'll give you $25. And I said, well, I'll try. <laughs> so that's how, I got, that's how I got into the business. I was a don't tell anybody I was a model because they don't hire people with their models. Models don't talk, you know, on camera. <laughs> but <laughs> so after mm-hmm. I did that for, you know, once uh, every six months or anyway, that's how I got in the business doing doing uh, mainly Coca-Cola uh, shots uh, every now and then. I couldn't make a living at it, but that's how I got in the business. Business of, uh, of uh, later on, I did a commercial and uh, I got an agent. By the way, after about three years, got an agent. 
had that uh, said they'd they'd uh, show my picture and uh, got an Atlanta models and talent and uh, that that was a good agency and um, so anyway that's how I got in the business. Uh, that is, that is really neat. Did a movie and uh, a little part in a movie with uh, what's her name? Anyway, she was uh, Rip Torn's wife, uh, and I did a movie with Rip Torn and just a few few lines, you know. But all this time, I was taking taking uh, acting lessons in Atlanta. Anytime they'd come through and and have a little uh, seminar on the weekends or something. I would take it on the, in the meantime get yourself a good job, a regular job, but don't don't give up your don't give up your rent money because that, right. that ain't the way to go. You gotta you gotta have a basic deal. It ain't don't happen overnight. Well, I, it, it was happening overnight with me. Twenty one, twenty one years, twenty years overnight success. That was about it. <laughs> And so that's the, that's an important uh, lesson, though, for young people that are getting into the entertainment world. Uh, don't give up your dream, but also don't give up your day job. You still have to eat. You still have to pay rent, and and uh, but you still can have your dream and go after it. Yeah, yeah, amen. And and it's it's a hard hard business, especially when you when you uh, don't have connections or whatever. You know, it just takes a lot of time and a lot of Tenacity and 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 uh, it just doesn't happen. You got to you got to plan for it. And uh, I don't think if I I don't think if I hadn't uh, taken those lessons when I was young, you know, uh, it would have been uh, it would have been I, I you know stood up in front of my fellow classmates when I was <laughs> six years old. <laughs> And doing a poem, <laughs> I remember singing on the stage when I was about seven or eight, eight years old, and the the, the girls. I was in a class with thirteen girls and men, Janon Tyler. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> and then my buddy was down on the fifth row, making faces at me and, and trying to distract me. And I was singing, "The girl that I marry will have to be." As as we then is pretty as a nursery or something like that, and, uh, <laughs> and he was so, he was distracting me while the girls were singing. And, I mean, dancing, and I was singing. But anyway, I could have killed it. Harry, I love <laughs> Harry Duke. Well, that, that gets you that gets rid of your stage fright and and keeps you on a professional level when you have those little hecklers out there. <laughs> My goodness. Anyway, that was it. Well, was a lot of fun, man, and uh, I enjoyed it. I hadn't hadn't worked in three or four years, and I'm 87 years old, and but my voice hadn't changed yet. And uh, so, anyway, love you. You sound, uh, but just you sound keep, great. Keep on, you sound on. great. It, it, it takes a long time, uh, you know, to uh, to do what you want to do in life. Sometimes. But you know, I I got some good friends, uh, John Snyder and and uh, Tom Wopat from Wisconsin, John from New York, by way of Atlanta. <laughs> John's doing great. Hey, John, if you're listening to this, I love you. And uh, Luke Duke, uh, T 
Tom Wopat. He's from Lodi, Wisconsin. Catherine Bach. God bless Catherine. She, Daisy, she's my girlfriend. She didn't know it. I was too bashful to tell her on the Dukes of Hazard. But uh, anyway, we we had a good time together, and, and we're losing a lot of old buddies. Uh, Sorrel Buck played Boss Hogg. He, he died at uh, 62 or something like that of, of cancer, and uh, and uh, Jimmy Bass died in old age, and I hope I didn't have anything to do with his early death at 89 or 90 or something like that. But uh, Jimmy Bass, God bless him. He was a great, great actor and yeah. a great human being. I, I love Jimmy. He was now. Brother. I was going to say, uh, Mr. Best, I understand that in addition to uh, being a great actor, he also taught acting. Yes, and I was one of his students. When I got through doing uh, The Dukes of Hazard, I'd go over three nights a week over in uh, Toluca Lake, right across the street from uh, Warner Brothers, uh, to above the, uh, uh, what is it, some kind of ham, golden ham. Uh, and <laughs> Anyway, he'd, he'd, he'd teach three nights a week, and I was taking acting when I was doing the, <laughs> the Dicks of Hazard. So well, you were already stop learning, you know. If you do stop yeah. learning, man, you know it all. And when you know it all, you're in trouble, boy. <laughs> That's for sure. Now that is for sure. Now I understand that the first five episodes of the Dukes of Hazard were filmed in Georgia, and the show just took off. And they said, now we've got to send it to Hollywood, and they put sent everybody out to Hollywood, and you were on a Hollywood set. How was that, how did that differ from the on-scene locations then packing up and heading to Hollywood? How how was that all different? Oh, wow. You know, uh, it was, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, we, we did five shows here in Georgia, and uh, I interviewed for it, and uh, uh Wow, that was that was that was nineteen seventy seventy eight, I think. Yeah, we did five shows in nineteen seventy eight, and I and I had been doing. Uh, uh, that wasn't my first first uh, little thing that I'd, I'd done. I think the first movie I was in was uh, before that, and uh, I had. Uh, well, you were in the longest yard with Burt Reynolds. That was you in were seventy-three, also- uh, and uh, I tell people I was in uh, prison with Burt Reynolds for nine weeks, and they <laughs> look at me kind of, kind of strange, you know. And I don't blame them because you know when you find out that this guy's been in prison, <laughs> yeah. and I tell them it was the longest yard of a movie, and they, they say, "Okay, yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> and you were also in Smokey and the Bandit with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, you know, I played I played with the same guys at Burt Reynolds. Well, most of the same guys. It changes every year in college when you own a scholarship. I played with, uh, you know who I played with? My freshman year down at Florida State was another freshman, but he was playing first string for first string. On the varsity, and that was 
Lee Corso. Hey, Lee, if you ever watch this, boy, I remember you. I know you don't remember me, but uh, they call me uh, Destroyer. (laughs) 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 I was the lightest tackle on the team down there, and you were my... You were my uh, first string uh, on the varsity, and I was first string freshman at Florida State down in Tallahassee in 1953. And uh, Burt Reynolds was down there in 54. So, anyway, I played with a lot of guys that you remember. Bobby Crenshaw was our center, and Pacifico, Al Pacifico was our. Our guard and Macawicki, with a, he was 245 pounds, the heaviest tackle on the team. I was 185 pounds, the lightest tackle on the team. Anyway, we had a we had a bunch of great guys down there, and uh, I lasted last one year down there. <laughs> it was a walk on, but they gave me a full scholarship that year, and uh, I got hurt during spring practice, but. And uh, but anyway, Burke was down there a year later, and uh, I didn't make it this second year. But Burke was down there. I don't know how many years he was down there, but he. But anyway, what I'm saying is, even though I played football with Burt, I don't think that had anything to do with me being in Smoking the Bandit and Longest Yard, and and I was in three movies with him, and I had to <laughs> I had to read twice for. For uh, Gator, I had to read twice for Gator. But it, these are little parts. I never was biggest, uh, you know, leading man or anything like that. But just a bit player for fifty some years. And, I'll, and uh, I'll tell you, thank Sonny, God. Uh, every time you're on the screen, though, you make a memorable impression. Well, that's a matter of. Opinion, you know, <laughs> you blink your eyes, you don't see me in some of them, you know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I had a had a good time, you know, in the movies. And uh, once in a while, you see yourself if you don't blink too much, you know. <laughs> but but uh, leading man thing was uh, was uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, first of all, our listeners that are listening, they can tell what a humble man you are. But uh, I'll tell you what, you deserve all the all the props that you get because uh, uh, what the joy that you've brought to to uh, viewers for forty plus years now on the Dukes of Hazard and also your own television show. You had a spinoff, Enos, and you worked with. Uh, some big names in Hollywood on on your television show as well. I know one of your uh, uh, one of the guests on Enos, one of the guest stars was Michelle Pfeiffer. You also had Catherine Bach as a guest star on there, and I also think James Best came over from Hazard County and made an appearance on Enos, if I'm correct. Yes, you are. You are. They they were they were great. I, it was a spinoff. You know when you do a spinoff. Uh, if it's uh, it was number one show on CBS when when I left the show and when you mess with the chemistry of uh, of a show that's number one you are making a lot of enemies I didn't know that at the time but I I, I turned down the part that Guy Walter and I love you Guy if you're watching this boy I love you and I thank you for all the years and all the 
faith you had in me and everything. God won't, and I hope you're still alive, boy. Last time I saw you was in Malibu, California, and I hope you and your wife and family are are doing well, and I love you, and I appreciate the opportunities that you've given me, and I never have told God that, and and it's it's high time that I told him. If you're still alive, guy, I'm still kicking. <laughs> guy was from guy was from East Point, Georgia. But God bless him, and he went to the University of Georgia also. So uh, anyway, and, and Guy Waldron is the creator of the Dukes of Hazard. Yes, he is, and uh, he uh, he did a lot of uh, he's done a lot of a lot of good work in his lifetime. He's uh, he's a fighter and a, and a really creative guy, and. Uh, and his name is Guy, Guy Waldron, and it's G-Y, yeah. G-U-Y. But, yeah. Well, and, uh, what, I've got a question for you, Sonny. Sure. Um, you, when you first went on the set of the Dukes of Hazard, and you were surrounded with um, some veteran actors and some actors that people really didn't know yet, what were your first thoughts? Did you did you have any premonitions like, hey, we've really got something here, or oh, this won't last a week, or hey, this is going to be real. This is something I'm going to be talking about 40 years later. What, what were your thoughts? Gee whiz, you know that that's only been about uh, how many years? 50 years ago, that's <laughs> 40 years ago, 40 something years ago. Anyway, that was seventy eight nineteen seventy eight and uh I remember when I uh when I read for that, uh I read for it as a as a bad guy 'cause I was I was not I did uh the first movie I was in was down down near uh Valdosta and it was like a crow on a June bug and that was uh <laughs> I had a little part of it with uh Rip Torn's wife uh Golly, I can't even think. Anyway, she won an Oscar, and uh, so anyway, I had I had done a few few things, so I wasn't I wasn't uh, like the first thing I'd ever done because I'd done uh, um, you know uh, a few bit parts in in different movies, uh, Payday, and with Rip Torn, and uh, I had uh, anyway, so. I, I, I was. It was kind of like I, I hope this goes because it's fun, you know. And uh, and I read it as a bad guy in, in the in, in interview, and the guy. It was it was a a scene where uh, I, I well I'll tell you. It, anyway, I said I was talking to Bo and Luke, and they were just like my brothers. I hope you know, in a, mm-hmm. in a small town. I said Bo and Luke. I said, Mr. Hart's going to get y'all one way or the other if y'all don't straighten up and and try to try to be nice to everybody. And uh, I said, I, I said he's going to put you under the jail if y'all don't quit quit messing around and uh, and and messing with his his his. He's just a mean guy, and he could put y'all under the jail if you know what I mean. And uh, he said, okay, boy, you took. You took the fun right out of that, didn't you? I said, well, sir, I'm sorry. That's, that's where it goes. And I started leaving. He said, we're going to do another one. So I, he gave me another chance. And I said, okay, Bo. Bo, you and Luke, 
I'm going to tell Uncle Jesse on y'all if y'all don't straighten up, because Mr. Hogg, he, he don't like the way y'all are treating his property and everything, and and, and y'all are, y'all are, you know, just be nice to him. And, you know, I turned it around a little bit, and uh, he said, that's good, you know. And then I, about three months later, I didn't think anything of it. I the interview in Atlanta. And three months later, they called me. I was doing a, a bad guy on a Freedom Road with Muhammad Ali in, out in uh, uh, Natchez, Mississippi, I believe it was. And uh, they called me and said that I had the part of Venus. And I didn't know what, I mean, part of, uh, I'm sorry, part of Dukes of Hazard. I was playing Enos. Uh-huh. Uh, the deputy sheriff on Dukes of Hazard. And, and I said, well, I, you know, I'm doing this movie. I don't know if I'm going to be <laughs> killed this week or, or let go next week. I don't know how long it's going to be. And they said, well, you, you need to be here in, in a week. And I said, well, I I'm sorry I can't quit a movie that I'm on. So anyway, I didn't know if I could do that part or not. And, but uh, anyway, they got together, and uh, old uh, Chris Christopherson was on that, and I played a bad guy, mean mean guy on uh, Freedom Road. And anyway, they they uh, they let me go at three o'clock in the morning on Friday, Saturday morning, uh, at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow. I caught a plane and and was working uh, Monday on the Dukes of Hazard and as a crazy sheriff. So, and I said, uh, but anyway, I, that was uh, it. Was really really kind of refreshing, especially with Daisy, because she was uh, the most beautiful girl I'd seen, and she was she worked out every day. I believe she had to with those legs. And I'm sorry, and she made her own. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Daisy Dukes, she made those, and they were they fit great. And uh, now they're in the Smithsonian Institute, under glass, under glass. Isn't so that, that something? That was uh, something else. She uh, she was she is always going to be famous for Daisy Dukes and her beautiful beautiful countenance and <laughs> acting and body and everything else. And I, I hope you're doing good, Daisy. You have some beautiful daughters. God bless you in every way and your family. That is wonderful. Now, I uh, speaking of, of Daisy and, and Bo and Luke, Catherine Bach, John Schneider, Tom Wopat, and I know Ben Jones. You, um, John, the most hey, re- Ben. Ben, Ben's, God bless you, Ben. I hope you're doing good. You and Alma up in Virginia, we love you. Love you, and uh, you know Denver Paul. God bless him. I, I see him every now and then on television. He was a tremendous actor, and uh, we we miss him very much. He uh, kind of like a father figure on Dukes of Hazard, as everybody knows. He was a really great, great actor and a great human being. And uh, hope his boys are doing good out in California. Hope they're in good health. And uh, sure. Denver, Denver, he's been gone a long time. God bless me. I think he died around, he was 79 or 80, mm-hmm. uh, almost 80 years old. And that's been... And what a, what, well, 
he was in just a ton of movies. He did movies with John Wayne, Warren Beatty. He was on the Andy Griffith show. I mean, he and Perry Mason. I saw him on a Perry Mason episode the other day. Really? I'm like, <laughs> I said, Great. there's Uncle Jesse. And I'm like, why did he have a beard? He's such a good-looking guy. He didn't need to have a beard. Let me, let me tell you about the last day that I was on the set of Duke's Hazard, uh, I didn't know if anybody had picked up or not, you know. And I asked, I asked uh, Denver, he was in the makeup chair. I said, Denver, I said, I said man, what are you going to do uh, after the Dukes of Hazard? And he looked at me very serious and he said, son, he said, I might never work again. <laughs> but he didn't. But he did. he 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 just uh, and that that's the way it is with show business, man. You know the show's got to go on, but if your director or or your friend or your producer or your agent don't call you, <laughs> you, you better you better keep a, keep an eye out for another job. You know it's sort of like a yeah. sort of like any other job, a painter or, or maybe a, or maybe a, a different agent. <laughs> You better learn, better learn another uh, uh, way of making a living because it's a long road, you know, the rest of you. And some people work the rest of their lives, you know, but uh, and they always have an old gentleman that, uh, you know, <laughs> he, can, he can be an old man in a movie, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Well, I know, I know one thing. If I, if I ever get involved with a movie, I am going to make sure Sonny Shoyer is a part of it. Well, you're a sweetheart. I appreciate you guys, you know, your your friendship. We had a good time up in Iowa. What year was that, by the way, that I met you? Um, that would have been 2011. 2011. God bless you, yeah. buddy. Yeah, well, we you, you, were, you were doing a personal appearance in Dyersville, Iowa. And Dyersville, then, yes. And then you and I got to work together in East Moline, Illinois, at the uh, Rock Island County Fairgrounds at the uh, the dirt track there. Mr. Shane Davis uh, invited you. <laughs> yeah, and, tell, uh, tell Mr. Davis hello. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't, I didn't draw as many people as I'd hoped. So we we had a little short short visit there, and uh, it was well, kind of short notice. I don't think every, I don't think many people came out to hear me sing. <laughs> Well, but you got to remember, it was the heat index that evening was 125 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my goodness! No wonder they didn't come out. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, blame it on you, I blame it on the heat instead of my voice. Yeah, exactly, and 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 I have to share with our listeners: you were in full costume as uh, Deputy Enos Strait, all the way to your <laughs> your uh, deputy hat. And, <laughs> and I had a Lee there, and another friends. Had one of his general leads there. Another friend had a, a squad car, and you actually autographed the squad car. That was a fun night. Wow, that was a that was a nice evening. <laughs> but, oh my goodness, I, I forgot what what famous song I say. <laughs> I, I think it was was it your uh, your uh, song off of your album? Well, I'm sure it was, but I can't think of what it was exactly. <laughs> It might have been about, Grandma, we love you. I don't know. Back in 
Back in Hazard. I think it was called Back in Hazard. Oh, yeah, Back in Hazard. Well, I'm Back in Hazard and proud to be. Those L.A. folks are kind of me, and I sure miss Turk, my buddy on patrol, but I'm back home now, buddy Roe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, is, that was kind of neat. That was When you get my your wife own show, a, uh, a lot of things happen that you, you, it's good or bad, or you don't know what's going to happen, but... I had a kid from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, wrote me uh, three letters, and uh, he dressed, he had a picture in there of himself dressed up like Enos and had the hat and his lucky hat and his. And after the third letter, I called him, and uh, he he wasn't but seven years old. His name was Cam Cornelius. Cam, you're still alive in Nashville, Tennessee. I hope you're doing well, boy. We love you. Anyway, he's had a great little voice, and uh, his mom and daddy were singers, and they were record producers. And he, and I called him up. I said, hey, Cam, I appreciate the letters. He said, you want to speak to my daddy? <laughs> I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked talk to his daddy, and he, he said, I said, what do, you, what do you do exactly? He said, I'm a record producer. And I said, you don't always want to be a singer. And he said, I said, I used to sing to the uh, Attic fan when I was about, I don't know, 10, 12 years old. I sounded just like Johnny Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll make a record, boy. He said, you just come over here to Nashville in the next month or so, and I'll have you a a lot of songs. We'll pick them up and put them on a record. I said, really? He said, yeah. And I said, well, I might do that, you know. And I I said, we well, I hung up and uh, you know, and uh, and you know, in about two months, I, I think he called me again and he said, "I got some songs for you to look at." And I said, "Okay, I'll be over there." And I took a plane over there, and he had I don't know how many songs he had. He had about thirty songs, and we went through and picked out about about uh, I don't know five right right then and. Little songs like uh, "Grandma, We Love You" <laughs> and "Mom." <laughs> we we ended up putting about nine or ten songs on the album, and uh, and it was it was it was a lot of fun. But you think the record? I mean, the film business is crazy. Wait till you get into into the uh, music business. That is a little bit way out there, but I'll tell you about that sometime. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed enjoyed that. We did we did an album at Doc's place. Uh, I don't know if it's still there, but right outside of Nashville. Anyway, I got to meet a lot of people. I met Johnny Cash, and Johnny Cash was uh, last time I saw Johnny, he was he was in the uh, in the Atlanta airport in the Eastern Airlines. You can tell how far I'm going back. He was with with uh, Billy Graham, God bless him. And he and Billy Graham were friends. And uh, anyway, played. So all three, all three of you were at the same airport at the same time. Do what? All, you, Johnny Cash, and Billy Graham were all at the same airport at the same time. They were in the in the real nice section of uh, the Eastern Airline East Eastern Airline. Uh, you know. Uh, Hotty toddy, high flute, and you got to be in the club to get in there, you know. Anyway, they were there, and I met met uh, Johnny 
Cash and, and Billy Graham. And his, wow. his, his uh, I think his son, maybe, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's been it's 60 years ago, and uh, but they were they were uh, they were. I mean, he Johnny Cash was a a good man. He was he had a lot of ups and downs, but he was uh, uh, you know I didn't know him real real well, but I played golf with Tommy, and uh, when they let me play, I I didn't I wasn't worth a darn in golf. That's the reason they don't invite me no more, I guess. But anyway. <laughs> You don't make fun of golf. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> anyway, God bless y'all. Uh, hey, anymore. Well, Sonny, uh, uh, I just want to I just want to say that uh, my wife Andrea and I have really enjoyed having you and your wife Paula in our lives. We got to meet you for the first time in July of 2011, and uh, you know, being a, a fan of the Dukes of Hazard and just being a part of uh you know watching that as i grow up and then to be able to to have a someone that was a hero uh become a friend is just it's a wonderful blessing well god bless you i appreciate you and andrea that's uh and i met i met some of your friends there we went to the ice cream place and uh <laughs> i believe yeah what where was that at that was in that, that was uh why uh, 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 where was it that was Whitey's. Remember that? White cream in Moline, Illinois. You're baking up what? I said that was a Whitey's ice cream in Moline, Illinois. Yeah. Hey, Whitey, y'all got good ice cream, boy. <laughs> I grew up and, in the fruit and ice cream business, so I know what I'm talking about. Listen, I appreciate <laughs> your time. and uh, Yeah, and, and I thank you for your time. This has been wonderful. Uh, and uh, you, God bless you, Sonny. I love you. I love you and Paula, and thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, and let me tell you, we need to pray for our nation. Everybody needs to pray for our United States, and uh, just, uh, we need to pray to God. Our country was founded on the, on God, and uh, we need to bring bring uh, our Jesus and our our country and uh, whatever whatever God you're thinking about, you better pray for our nation, always. And uh, God bless America. Amen to that. Thanks, Sonny. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was Dukes of Hazard star, and I'm proud to say, friend of mine. Sonny Schroyer on this episode of Southeast Iowa Today, presented by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident, and Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. I'm your host, John Bain. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.